All right, here we are. Lawyer talk off the record. Early morning edition. What time we got here? 6.56 a.m. 6.56 a.m. I'm, I could do this at 4 in the morning. Yeah. I'm, I'm an early riser. And there's no alarm clock for you, right? 4 a.m., you're... God gave me an alarm clock. It's Kramer's alarm clock. And it, it's, it just happens. I wake up. But, you know, it's... Uh, the morning is God's time. This is, it is. Where you, you really can sort of relax and nobody bugs you. Yeah. That's uh, that's how I look at it. Uh, so lawyer talk in the morning, a uh, special edition, lawyer talk off the record. What are we doing? Yeah, right. But on here. This is the big one. The big one. What are we doing today? Well, everybody knows about the OVI. Well, hopefully everybody knows now about the OVI 360 You concept. screwed it up again. The DUI, DUI 360. 360. See, I was going to call this what's in a name, because, and I think it'll be relevant. Um, we talked generally about, in episode one of DUI 360, Yeah, what not to do. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. But for T-Justice. Now we're sort of getting into the meat and potatoes of this of, all right, we know you're going to do it. Well, we know it's going to happen. Could happen. You may not think it's going to happen to you, but it's like that... It's like that Nicolas Cage movie. It could happen to you. Let's hope it doesn't, but when it does, it's, yeah, let's go through the steps. We're, we're going to start really getting into how it works. And the big one, the question, the number one, every time somebody meets me and finds out what I do, and they're drinkers, they ask the same question. Yeah. Do I blow or do I not blow? To blow or not to blow. And that is the question. Yeah. That is the question. And, uh, we, you know, originally we were just going to call this what's in a name because I was going to go through all the statutory stuff, all the boring garbage about what makes an OVI. And I still think we need to do that. But this concept, to blow or not to blow, sort of leads us into the whole thing. I mean, it, it is uh, it is the question. Yeah. Um, so you're standing on the – uh, So what are, what are we talking about? We're talking about you get stopped – they want you to take a breathalyzer test. Should you take that test or not? Yeah, and this is somewhat out of order because by the time you're standing or sitting or in the in front right. of a breath testing device, your day has already gone really bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've already had that feeling where your heart hits your throat, where your gut starts to churn. Yeah, you're thinking the wife ain't gonna be happy with me. Nope. Am I going home tonight? Am I going to be able to go home tonight? Am I going to jail? Yeah. Am I going to lose my job as a banker? Am I going to lose my job as a driver? Am I going to lose my job as whatever? Yeah. I can't believe I did this. I'm never going to drink again. The first thing I do right. when I get home is throw... Right, we're back to smoking a band. Is punch right. your mama in the mouth. Yeah. You're going to punch yourself in the mouth and throw all the beers away in your fridge. Yeah. And you're going to say, I'm never doing it again. And then 10 years later, you're going to do it again. Oh, well, never mind. We'll get to that. The repeat offenders. But so you're sitting in front of the, the breath testing machine. You're probably half drunk, which is not the time. I mean, when's the last time you made a good decision half drunk? Never. When's the last time you made a good decision partially drunk? I mean, I guess there's a sliding scale of opportunity there. Yeah. It's like playing pool at the bar. You know, yeah. The first, after the first couple beers, you're, you're, yeah, you're Minnesota fats. Add one more. Yeah. Dang. Well, there's a reason why people use alcohol to sort of, you know, calm their nerves and and maybe get up the chutzpah to uh, to go up, go up to that to that girl and say hello and oh, communicate. What is chutzpah? Isn't chutzpah a word? 
I think it's a Jewish word. I, I don't know. We'll have to. I had a professor in law school that used to always say, "You got to have the chutzpah. You got to have the guts. You got to have the." You're talking about balls. Now, yeah, man. Now I have to look the word up. I hope I'm right. Yeah, I just, I just pulled that out of the interior of my brains at six uh, fifty six a.m. But chutzpah is probably a fancy word for lack of inhibition, and uh, or maybe inhibition. Anyway, you're sitting in front of that breath, or you, you, you've been drinking, and you're sitting in front of a breath machine, and you're thinking, "I wonder what those lawyer talk." folks would say to do yeah take it well now you know here we go take it take it or not take it we're going to delay the answer even longer you know i've been taking calls on the blitz now for the better part of 10 years okay this question comes up almost all the time really at at least they just don't want to put it on because it comes up so much it comes up a lot it's not always aired it's a lot of times texted in it's a lot of times uh just discussed i mean even even among the staff members over at the radio or anybody you run into hey do i take that test or do i not take that yeah um but usually what i tell people the best answer is you should put our number in your telephone right now yeah because the good news is before we tell you generally how it works you can probably call us before you have to make that decision um 614 Two two four six one four two twenty four hours a day seven days a week yeah six one four two two four six one four two we talked about that sometime getting I had my phone on my chest just because I don't want to wake up my wife just waiting for it to vibrate or um you know getting a, knocking those cobwebs out when the phone rings and saying all right what's going on here what do I got to do and it's not an easy answer is it no no because I mean you had one recently that was just like wait wait wait. What happened? <laughs> yeah, what is going on? You did what? But when you're just to get to the answer of do I blow or do I not blow, even when they get us on the phone, we have to go through some acrobatics to get yeah. the right answer. Yep. And the point of this is before you make that decision on your own, you should make a better decision. Call us. Yeah. And you can do that. I mean, the cell phones have changed the landscape of being able to contact lawyers. And, you know, I, you know believe it or not, I tried a case – I was with Sam Schmansky up in Delaware County trying to case one time. It was an OBI, a drunk driving case. And the client had called some lawyer at 1 in the morning and gotten some advice. You know what the lawyer did? What? Took a credit card. Over the phone? Over the phone. Swiped it. Or did some, ran it the next day, I guess. Mm. And charged the guy like 250 bucks to answer that call. Really? Yeah. I mean, I I just, I was like, (laughs) he did what? A credit card? Can you imagine you're on the side of the road, pulled over? Cop even is nice enough to let you call. Some won't. Some won't. Um, you're pulled over, and you're just thinking, man, I don't know what to do. I'm going to call a lawyer. Yeah. And the, the guy that you reach says, I'm happy to help, but there's a fee. And you need to give me your credit card yeah. number over the phone. You got your card on you? <laughs> you got your card <laughs> with the cop watching. And... I'm going to write this credit card number down, and I'm going to run it for whatever. I don't know how much it was. You got Venmo? You ever heard of Venmo? Uh, I, you know, I just saw Venmo come up on some. I don't know what that is. I didn't know what it was either, and I recently found out. It's like literally I can, once you attach a bank account to it, I can just, if you're on Venmo, I can say, oh, you paid for lunch today? All right, well, I'll see. here's 15 bucks for my half, and you can just Venmo it to them. It's like Bitcoin. And it just comes up in your account. Yeah, it is a little bit. Bitcoin. Oh my gosh, we got to do a whole thing yeah, on that. I, mean, I need to. Learn I just more about learned it. what the heck that was. Yeah. Everybody looked at me like, you don't know what Bitcoin is. I, well, I knew I knew it was a concept, but I thought it was like Minecraft or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so at two in the morning, one in the morning, midnight, 
two in the afternoon, if you're pulled over on the side of the road, the first thing you have to understand is that you can make a phone call in this day and age of cell phones. And to make it easy, all you have to do is put our number in your phone right now, 224-614-224-6142, and we can help you through the process. And most of the time, police officers, if you're not being a jackass, will let you talk to a lawyer. Uh, All right, so back to the question. The question, you're in front of the breath test machine, and the cop is saying, I want you to blow. Yeah. Just take this test. And not where you thought your night would be if we're talking about blowing things. Yeah, that's not the – yeah, that's exactly right. It's not, it's not, <laughs> not what you want to be doing dealing with. It's, it's not how you – we're going to use your breath. Yeah. But uh, – We'll have to share decide. the Sean Hannon concept before this is done. Yeah. That might have been a little off code. Yeah, maybe a little. Anyway, um, here's the deal. To answer that question, there's a whole lot of other questions that have to come first. It's very complicated. But here's the simple answer that I tell people. If I went in high school, I was not necessarily the most attentive student. Okay. I got by on my charm, my good looks and charm. Yeah. Not my studious work. And if I showed up for, say, French class, because I took French, you know how much I studied French? Zippity doodah. I did nothing, I didn't study at all. Bonjour. Bonjour. That's the only thing I know. But I, I did absorb it, right? I absorbed like bonjour and como allez vous. Um, Was anyway. that how are you today? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that all sounds the same. Uh, but if I showed up for French class and the French teacher, what was her name? Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Lynn, I think her name was Mrs. Mrs. Lynn. But it was L-Y-N-N. Anyway, if I showed up and I said, and she's like, hey, I want you to take this test today. I'd be like, well, I haven't studied. I'm not prepared for this test. She would say, we got to take a test anyway. But what if she said, you don't have to take this test today. You can just not take it. Right. I would say, I'll take that option. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. Because I know that if I take this test. I never thought of it that way. I'm going to flunk. Yeah. I'll take the zero option, right? Well, even if you don't know if you're going to flunk, even if you're like, well, I might do all right, you'd probably take the zero option. Well, there's a consequence, or at least there's a perceived consequence. So if she says, you, you're gonna, you, if, you, if you don't take this test, I'm going to give you a zero. But then she doesn't tell you that you have an opportunity to take it again next week or the zero will go away if you do some other things. Yeah. So really the, the threat or the consequence of not taking the test is pyrrhic. It's mm. a good word, pyrrhic. Yeah, I like it. Um, we can look that one up too, pyrrhic. Um, it means it, it's – not, it's non-consequential. It doesn't make any difference. You can still do okay in French class without taking this test. I'd be like soul yeah. to the charming dude who didn't study. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not taking that test. Are you right. nuts? And I'd look at everybody else and say, you guys are crazy for taking that test. Well, yeah. she said that you're going to – I get it now. Yeah. Uh, I, that's my simple analogy for to blow or not to blow. I've never heard that before. That makes total sense, though. You would never sign up for a test. That you can't pass. And you sure as heck wouldn't sign up for a test that you know you can't pass, that you are going to flunk right out of the gates. Let's put that in perspective. This is like this is like the don't do it episode. If you've had eight or nine beers and you think I haven't had, quote, that much, that's enough yeah. to flunk a test. Oh, you're yeah. not going to pass a test. I don't care if it's over five. You're not going to pass. You're right. going to flunk it. Yeah. You are probably going to flunk that test. Yeah. And if you showed up in French class and you said, I haven't studied a lick, 
you would say, I'll take the option B, yeah. no test. So what you're saying is there's not really a correlation between how you feel and what your test might be. There is not. A particular, I don't believe if you're there a pro, is. If you're a professional. But I even think it's, I mean, I, I think that's true of anyone, though. I yeah. think there's people that can feel fine. I mean, even people that don't drink all the time, it's like, I feel like, like, well, I've had a glass of water. It's been a couple hours. I only did, I did the one beer an hour rule here. Well, see, that's the marginal case where you're close. Let's, let's start with the guy. But if you're close, we're right back to your question, right? We're right back to the, those are harder. That's a harder one. Let's just not take the test. If you don't think you can pass, don't take it. And here's the thing. Passing means you had one glass of wine at dinner two hours ago. You're yeah. probably going to pass. Yeah. But most people. Glad normal pour a glass of wine. Tell themselves they had one glass of wine or two. But if they're being really honest with them, they tell the world or they sort of portray that's what they had. But they're not telling you about the glass of wine they had in their kitchen waiting on their buddies to pick them up for dinner. Or they didn't tell you about the, the two beers they had in the afternoon cleaning the garage. Or they right. didn't tell you about the three they had before dinner. So they, I only right. had two glasses of wine at dinner. Yeah, but you had more than that all day. Yeah. And it, it, uh, it's amazing. You don't, you don't see the one glass of wine or coming in here. You have the person like, how many drinks did you have? Well, you know, it's always this, this pause. There's a it's pause. Like, well, right? And you can see him I doing mean, the calculate. If you yeah. have to think, yeah, <laughs> right. it's too Let's much. Go back to right. what we said before. Uh, you know, my wife, we go out to dinner. She'll order a glass of wine. And maybe it used to piss me off. Now I don't care. And maybe drink half of it. And I'm thinking, why only half? Yeah. Suck that stuff down, man. I mean, you paid ten bucks for it or eight bucks for it. Uh, drink it, and she just all, we've all it. been there. It's like you got we got to go, but there's half a beer left. It's like, oh, uh, I'm choking it hold down. On, hold on, let me finish my beer. <laughs> and then where you go? Right to the car seat, yep. driver's side, yep. keys in hand. Well, she's the one that could take the test and pass. Right, but you, like you said, those people don't come up here. You know why? Because they're okay to drive. Yeah, right. They don't yeah. have. They don't get pulled over. Yeah. And if they do get pulled over, if you only drank half a glass of wine with dinner, it's probably not even going to be much of an odor or any odor of alcohol to trigger the police officer to even ask that question. Yeah. If you smell like booze, you've been drinking. Yeah. Real simple. Um, so eight beers in, you think you feel fine. And here's, here's the trick. This is for the professionals out there, the pros. The professionals get used to being buzzed. Yeah. They just get uh, we had a guy, a friend of mine, used to say, so he goes, I, just, I got so used to being drunk all the time that it felt normal. Yeah. And your normal then becomes, yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a buzz. Your normal is like a point one, two, or three. Right? Yeah. Not. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I'm okay two. to drive. I'm okay to drive. I'm just a point one. I only had six beers. I'm fine. Yeah. I've driven on twelve before. Yeah. Well, the six beers, even though you feel fine or you think you're fine or you're better than you were the other hundred times you drove, you're going to flunk the test. Yeah. In that situation, it's the French class. No. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. No, s'il vous plaît, or no, please. Anyway, no thank you, whatever that is. Uh, so y- y- that's the easy answer, but it gets more complex than that, too. So let's back up. There, I, I guess there's two big ways in Ohio. Yeah. Get charged with OBI. So we're in Ohio. Now we got to talk some real law. It's boring. Well, I think that's it's general for a lot of states is similar. Most states are similar. They have the old-fashioned, I'm too drunk and too impaired, quote, impaired, yeah. end quote, to drive a motor vehicle. 
that means you're too drunk to drive. That yeah. means that you smell like booze, you're unsteady on your feet, um, you're, uh, you, you got slurred speech, bloodshot, glassy eyes, you're mush mouthed, and you're you can't talk right, and yeah. you're just basically yeah, you're drunk. So yeah. that's drunk. Um, and we've talked about this before. If you see somebody drunk, you know it yeah. right away. Cops know right away you're drunk. They know they're no they're not dummies because they're not drunk. Or at yeah. least hopefully not. And that's the old-fashioned impaired way. And what we're talking about, if we're going to get real technical, is Ohio Revised Code 4511.191.191 is that crazy... Refusal. That's it. No, no, no. 191 is the crazy garbage about uh, administrative license suspensions. Oh, yeah. That'll be part two of this one. Um, So the first way you get charged with OBI in Ohio... Is the impaired old fashioned one nine forty five eleven one nine? Well, they're both under forty five eleven, but it's the impaired charge. That means you're too drunk to drive. That means if you just say if they charge you with that, you go to court. The prosecutor has to prove that and offer evidence that you were too impaired to drive. That you yeah. Uh, and what do they look for? Well, your field sobriety testing. That'll be yeah. another episode. Your field sobriety testing. Your uh, how you looked. To the police officer, yeah. if there's a video, and there often is, how yeah. would you look on video? Um, and then they, they do a lot of divided attention stuff, which these are things you'll see almost in any traffic stop. But you know, divided attention is doing two things at once. So if you if you see a lot of videos like we do of, of OVI stops, it's like the cop will start with, "Hey, can I have your license and registration tonight? Where are you heading to?" It's like you just ask you to do two things, and a lot of OVI and how they analyze things is divided attention because. I mean, think about it. So we're going to go through field sobriety tests. How do they start field sobriety tests? They have you start something and maintain a position while they do the the, right. the instructions. Is, two is, things going on. That's right. This is it's my like constantly two things going on. If you're driving a car and driving a car is a complex task. So when I turn the, they turn the lights on, well, now I got to operate the car as I was, but also I have to identify that the cops behind me and then I have to pull over safely. Yep. It's like they're going to analyze how you did everything from the moment they come upon your vehicle. Now that is bad. For the amateur, because amateurs, like we talked about, who aren't professional drinkers, typically aren't used to w- wandering around the world half drunk. Right. Uh, it's the and like remember the first time you got drunk. Think of, everybody think about the first time you got drunk. You're probably a goofy fool. Yeah. And that's because you just weren't used to that feeling. You didn't, yeah. You weren't you weren't good at it yet. Giggling. You're giggling. You're acting like a jackass or loony or whatever it is. You know, the first time you got drunk, what was your what was the a beer? It was beer, yeah. yeah. Screwdrivers for me. Yeah. I think it was beer. Might have been rum and coke. I don't remember. I had um, to have something that t- I didn't like alcohol when I started, which is a whole other episode. Yeah. Why we continue to drink things that didn't taste good until they do taste good. Some people say they liked it right out of the chute. Yeah. I, I, they were probably I drinking Bartles too, and James. Right? I haven't met too many. Yeah, right. Boone's Farm. All right. So if you're not that good at being drunk, you're going to show your impairment more than somebody who's good at being drunk. Sure. I mean, I, like I said, I've, I've said it a hundred times. I'm, I was a professional drinker. I, I was the guy who could drink a lot and people wouldn't know if you were picking me up for dinner and say, we're going out and our, we're going to go out with our respective wives and have a nice yeah. dinner at the olive garden. And yeah. start looking at the waitress, go to bed, bath and beyond. If we have time, I don't know if we have enough time. So <laughs> what, what we're going to do is we're going out to dinner. Well, you, what you didn't know is before you pick me up, I'm sucking down five beers. You really did in the kitchen. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm getting ready for dinner. Yeah. 
Uh, and people wouldn't know. And the first thing I would do when you got there is I'd offer you a beer and say, hey, let's have a beer before we go out. So now I'm at six. Yeah. But everybody else thinks you're at one. Everybody else thinks you're at one. That's yeah. what good professional drinkers do. Yeah. And then. Now, are you driving there? Uh, probably not. No. Yeah. No. Because, uh, yeah, it's like, I, 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 I knew better than that. But yeah. it's, uh, it, it could happen, I suppose. Um, but then you get to dinner and I would have a couple more and then we'd eat. So I, now I'm tired and I, yeah. now, now I'm at eight beers, nine yeah. maybe for the day for like three or four hours. I mean, it's like, all right, and then, then you start to do the math. This is where like the fuzzy drunk math, you think that you're on top of it. All right. I've had nine beers and it's been three hours. It's only three an hour. I'm cool. Yeah. I don't care what the, I don't care what the pro, what the math says. It's like you're drunk, right? You're yeah. not going to pass. You, you just yeah. haven't, you're, you're not going to get through it. Um, but you might not necessarily know, meaning you, the person, the people with me might not know. Um, so it's good for me if we only had the impaired violation for OVI because I was good at being drunk. Right. And there's lots of those guys out there and a lot of those girls out there. So, you know, at some point came along a, a new law that says, all right, we don't care if you're impaired or not. We are, we are going to presume that you're drunk and over the legal limit, or we're going to presume that you're impaired, so to speak, if you have a certain blood alcohol or breath alcohol content, blood yeah. alcohol content, urine alcohol content. Yeah. And the, there's all sorts of, we're getting too technical here, but there's all sorts of constitutional problems with presuming things in a criminal case. The prosecutor has to prove yeah. it, not presume it. So then they changed the law yet again. And so in a basic way, what you're saying is even if I'm able to perform the field sobriety test, perfect, do my alphabet backwards, perfect, do a thousand pushups, do these acrobatic tests, whatever they ask me to do, if they lawfully to obtain a test that is over, let's just use the standard that most people know, 0.08, I'm still OVI. I can still be charged with OVI. You can be charged with OVI. Um, and here's how this goes. If you register a result over the legal limit, it's a crime. It's OVI. Yep. It is not driving impaired, but it is OVI. And what they did when they got rid of all these crazy presumptions, they just criminalized it, period, end of story. It's a crime to operate a car with a prohibited blood, breath, or urine alcohol content. That's fancy talk for saying if you've got a certain amount of alcohol in your system and you're driving, that's a crime. Yeah. And then it's all over but the shouting, right? So you're driving. That's an easy one. Were you behind the wheel when they pulled you over? Yeah. Well, there you are. Yeah, that, yeah. That's me. Hello. Yeah. Um, you were, maybe you didn't have our number in your phone and you didn't listen to this podcast <laughs> and you took a breath test. Yeah. And it comes back, lo and behold, 0.12. Yeah. All right. Well, in Ohio, the standard is now 0.08. I remember it was 1.0 and before that it was like 1.2 and then it was 1.5. We're talking about 0.4, right? I think they're talking about, or 05 maybe? Yeah, they're talking about lowering it even more. Yeah. Um, now we're really talking about a glass of wine is putting you close. Yeah, you just can't do it. Yeah. So you take the breath test, you register a result of 1, 2, and you're like, wait a minute, I felt fine. Yeah. So many times we hear that. I can't tell you, I bet you if I had a dollar for every time somebody said that, I'd have $223. Right. <laughs> I've, heard, right. I've heard a bunch. I wasn't that bad. That's the that's yeah. the go to. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. I understand. Well, and my house was right around the corner. I mean, I do this all the time. You know, what I mean? it's it like that time. was my route. I, wasn't that bad? I mean, these are the professionals, right? Because they do it all the yeah. time. They're so used to it. I wasn't that bad. Meaning they're typically wasted, but this time right. they weren't. Right. Um, 
It's like, so what you're saying is you've driven home from that bar a thousand times intoxicated, and this night you didn't feel as intoxicated as you normally are, but you were still drunk. Well, think about that. Think about that comment. I wasn't that bad. Just take that. I mean, I wasn't that bad. So it's that, quote, that word. Yeah. You were bad, but not that bad. Not that bad. (laughs) Not that bad. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so you take the test. Now you're going to be charged with two crimes under Ohio law. You're going to be charged with the impaired violation. Um, because they are still going to allege that you were too impaired to drive, whether yeah. they think you were or not. That You're getting that one. Yeah. Um, and you're going to get this per se violation for operating a car, driving a car with a prohibited, meaning a high blood, breath, or urine alcohol content. Yep. There's two ways you get charged with OVI in Ohio. Two ways. The first, impaired, too drunk to drive. You that's, look, that's look grandpa's, drunk, sound drunk. Yep. That's your grandpa's OVI. Way. That's grandpa's OVI. Second way, Prohibited blood alcohol content, breath yep. alcohol content, urine content, per se. Yep. Impaired versus per se. Impaired versus per se. All right, so let's just take it. If you could have two charges or one charge, what would you say? It's like the French. Yeah. It's like, all right, you only have to take half this test. I'll, th- I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll, right. do, I'll do that. Right. right? Uh, it's common sense when you look at it that way. It's common sense when you yeah. look at it that way. So you have to, if you don't give them a sample, of your blood, breath, or urine to test. Well, guess what? They don't have any evidence of the per se violation. Yeah. When you are giving them a sample of those of your bodily fluids, you're giving them evidence. Think of it that way. I mean, they aren't asking you. I mean, let's just be honest. I, look, I like cops. I, I, I get along with them professionally. I get along with the person. I got lots of friends. It's like they're doing a job, though. Their job is to get evidence yeah. to gather evidence to convict you and if they're asking you to take a breath test it's not because they think you're going to pass right it is because they think right. you're going to fail and they want to prove it yeah so when you give them a sample when you decide okay i'll just give you my blood i'll just give you some breath i'll give you some urine too what the hell i'll just pee in a cup for you too yeah um you're giving them a sample of your bodily fluid to test and use as evidence against you and guess what they will and it will turn out to be a per se violation. Yeah. So what you end up with is two charges instead of only one. Yeah. See, more is not better in that scenario. Right. Right? Definitely not. When it comes to being charged with crimes, less is better. Yeah. Let's give them more evidence. Let's just confess. Yeah. Let's just confess. So when you're sitting in the back of the cruiser and you're contemplating your world as they're taking you in to the station, you should probably have figured out by then that you're not going to get out of this yeah that if they're if they've actually put you in handcuffs and they they are actually driving you to the the devil's den the police department den. right if you're actually going there you're not getting out of it they're not going to say oh you know what we were wrong yeah well let's take it that step what if i blow under the legal limit you know it's going to happen well they got they got to let me go right well mm-hmm. let's see they got two different charges they could charge you with. You got the first one that says you're too impaired to drive. Yep. And you got the second one, which they don't have yet. The per se, because you not yet, most of the time, they don't take te- samples on the side of the road. Sometimes they do. Um, but you haven't given them the evidence for the second charge yet. Yeah. But you're already under arrest for the first charge. That one's done. That's yeah. in a bag. That's in a uh-huh. hat, and it's done. Yeah. You're already getting charged. So this notion that yeah, I was going to go give him a test. I thought they'd let me go. 
<laughs> like, oh, they may right. let you go, but you're going you're to get little two pink tickets or yeah. blue tickets and a nice little summons to come to court. Yeah. And they're going to take your license away from you. They're going to nab your license. We're going to get to that in part two of this. I think we're going to split up the big question. What do they call it? The big question. To, to blow or not to blow? To blow or not to blow. We're going to split this up in two ways. But there, when you go give them that sample, now you've got two charges. So as you're driving in the back of the cruiser, back to this scenario, put yourself there. Sitting in the back of the cruiser, contemplating life. What am I going to tell my wife? What am I going to tell my parents? I'm in college. How am I going to tell my mom and dad that here I am, Columbus, Ohio, under arrest? Yep. 1921, whatever you are. Uh, as you're thinking about your world, instead of talking about, oh, woe is me, you're still in the game, man. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's still going you're on. You're in the middle right? of it. Yep. It's still happening. It's like when you're in the middle of the fight, you can't start thinking about what it's like to lose it. You got to start. You still got to. Right. You still got to fight. Um, and the decision, the thought process has to be first, man, I wish I knew Steve Palmer and Jeff Lynn's phone numbers. And you do six one four two two four six one four two because you were Rolls smart enough to tongue. you were yeah you were smart enough to put it in your phone so all you gotta do is pull it up I would say maybe put it in as law dog law dog law dog but however you got it you call us on the way um, or you're thinking to yourself man I wonder if they're gonna let me go tonight without charging me with any crimes well get, you know, throw that out of your mind it's gonna happen yeah. you're gonna be charged with a crime they've yeah. already gone this far you're in cuffs in the back of a cruiser going to the cop house you're charged with a crime forget yeah. about it right mm-hmm. forget about that thought so the and and, and uh, the reason I say that is most a lot of people I don't want to say most a lot of people will say well I thought if I blew under they would let me go yeah and by let me go they're not saying let me go that night and not go to jail that night they're saying let me go like don't charge me oh uh. Really, I think a lot of people think they that. think that they think if oh. you just if you just get a breath test low, they won't charge you with with any of it. Well, that's that's not gonna. Happen. You're already charged. There's two ways. You've already got one. Yeah. Now they're working on number two. Yeah. So it's the one two punch. You can avoid the right cross. You got the jab. You took the jab in the nose. Yeah. Maybe you got bloody. Right cross is coming. Yeah. Right. It's coming. Coming hard. The one two punch. Yeah. You can you can duck it. And that's the I mean that's the that's the hammer. Because that's the hammer to the chin. I mean. It, People don't, you know, when, when and jurors or judges or prosecutors, when they look at that and they got that number that's over the legal limit, it's like, oh, well, here we go. Well, of course we're right. You know, forget all the field sobrieties. If, even if he is, you know, good on his feet and stuff like that, it's like, we got that test. That test is over the legal limit. Well, and let's talk about that. If, if, if the elements, so crimes all work in elements. Think about uh, a checklist for criminal conduct. This is how I had to learn it in law school. It's a checklist. And you got to have them all. So. Per se OVI in Ohio, 4511. One, operating, operating, operation, operation. We're not talking about the little buzz game with the tweezers. Operation. That means you're driving a motor vehicle, and that this is, you know, you could get a lawnmower could count if you're on the roads. Uh, You know, so operating a car or motor vehicle. Right. That could be a bicycle, whatever it is. But if you're the guy or the gal at the in the cockpit cruising along you're yep. you're operating yep. um so that's an easy one most of the time sometimes it's not if you're wandering around after an accident or something right um so operation two motor vehicle all right your fancy new ford explorer is a motor vehicle yep you are going uh, so they've got two already and think of the checklist i'm writing them down so one that's my pen clicking yeah one, operate two Motor V. 
vehicle. That's your car. That's the brand new car you just bought on the lease. Now you're thinking, oh crap, what's my insurance going to happen? Another DUI 360. Oh yeah. Three. With a prohibited blood, breath, or urine alcohol content, pick one. So we got an A, B, or C. They all count. They could, they, you yep. can, they can have you take any one of them. So we'll just call that B A C. All right, so okay. that's blood alcohol content. So right. they got basically three. Now there's another element, which means you, they have to have venue in the city of Columbus or wherever wherever you're getting charged. State of so, I mean, that's basically it. There's, you don't have to do it on purpose. Yeah. You don't have to do it knowingly. You don't. Even, I mean, you could have been Mickey'd. <laughs> they could have slipped you a Mickey. <laughs> right. And if you are doing those three things, yeah, those the, come up. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. In the right jurisdiction, you're guilty. That's it. I mean, that's all. That's the checklist. Yeah. There ain't no under the influence. There ain't no going to a jury and say, I wasn't that bad. There ain't yeah. no lawyer Jedi mind tricks like we do in front of juries to convince them that they didn't yeah. prove that you were impaired or maybe you weren't impaired because now all they have to prove is those three things. So guess what? When that box with a little tube in the mouthpiece says 0.09, yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's night night. Yep. And now you've got a prohibited breath alcohol content yep you could have said no i don't want to do that now there's a consequence but you could have said no i don't want to do that yeah now look at the other way let's say you did say no and you come to our office and we're like all right what do we got well i didn't take the test they were trying to talk me into it they told me if it would be better if i did and they told me that you know most people take the test and they, they said if I didn't take the test, and or if I took the test, I could just go home. They would call my my wife, and everything would be good. And and you know, we're starting. Then I'm thinking. I've oh, heard people, yeah, I'm and thinking, I've heard people make that comment. I'm thinking, oh shit, and this guy took the test. But then he says, I listen, yeah, to lawyer talk, <laughs> and I hear you on the blitz, yeah. Or my buddy's a lawyer, my buddy's a cop, and said never. And but I've heard I've heard people come in and say, if you refuse to take this test, I'm going to take you to jail. Yeah, no, no, they, they are the police. Really, really want you to take that test. Yeah, and if they really, really want you to do it, all you have to do is logically think this through. They aren't there to help you out at that particular time. Now yeah. they're going to be nice. They're going to treat you well. And I'm not saying police are bad people. It's not their job. Their job is to find evidence and enforce crime. You are committing a crime when you're driving drunk. Yeah. They are going to do their job to gather evidence. And enforce that crime, and they're not being dickheads for arresting you for driving drunk. Yeah, that's what they do. It's it's against the law. They're out there doing it. it's against the law for a reason. You're gonna kill somebody or yourself right. and everybody. We talked about that before. Right. They're not being they're not being jerks. They're doing their job, and it ain't like cool hand Luke calling it your job. Don't make it right, but it, it sort of does here, right? It's their job yeah. to go enforce crime, and this is an obvious one. Um, now that doesn't mean that we have to just say yes to everything, though. Yeah, we still have this pesky constitution. Yeah. So you can say no to this, and the more they try to talk you into it, you probably should think, all right, well, if they really, really want me to do it, and their job is to gather evidence and enforce crime against me, and hmm, yeah. maybe the more they want me to do it, the more I shouldn't. Yeah. And, and that's that's the way it goes. Yeah. Now, what about um, you know questions I get related to this topic a lot are like pennies, mints. Yeah. Uh, if you think, yeah, the mints. Mouthwash. I've, I've had so many people come in and say, well, I mean – but I had a date and I have mouthwash in my car and I used some mouthwash before I, you know, you know, an hour or so before that, could that have affected the, the test? You know what I just wrote down here on my little pad? DUI 360. 
BAC, that blood alcohol, we'll call it, we're going to call it breath testing machines. Yeah. Breath machine myths. See, what he's doing is saying, Jeff, we can't get into all this today. Right. We're 36 <laughs> minutes in. And we can't talk about. I've got a good. I've got a good penny story from my high school where I blew into a test with a penny under my tongue, and I will save that story for another day. Save it. Yeah. It's like it's it's dangling out there, and everybody's just ready to. And you can't get it. Yeah. Um, so no, we're back to the question. We're here. back to the question. To blow take the or test not around. to blow? And the more they want you to do it, the more you should say no. And the guy that came in and gives us all that and says no, but I heard you on the I heard you on yeah. the Blitz, and I heard your podcast. You guys are awesome. You got a great radio voice. Anyway, you, you just, and then he says, but I knew they wanted me to do it so badly that I just, something about it said I shouldn't do it. Yeah. And, but my buddy, then, then I always get the, yeah, but I talked to my friend who's a police officer. He said, I probably should have taken it. And I talked to this other guy out in Arkansas and he said, no, nah, he probably should have taken it. And I talked yeah. to this other, and I said, listen, first of all, does any of that change what happened? Yeah. I mean, it should have, could have, would have. No. So just punch yourself in the nose. Yeah. So it's done, right? You, I mean, it is what you're it in is handcuffs at that point. At that point. Right? I mean, you're sitting in my office. Should you have taken the test or not? Well, if you did, great. If you didn't, great. But you can't change it. When you're sitting there in the back of that car and you've been, you've done the field sobrieties and everything else, and they're having this conversation with you about a breath test. Anybody that's been accused of an OVI or anybody that wants to look up online this license suspension that they give you prior to, or at least what they read to you prior to you taking that test, what does it start with, Steve? What's the first sentence say? You are, under are now under arrest. That's the first sentence they read to you when they're saying, and those, and then they go through this whole bunch of boring stuff that says, well, if you refuse to test, this is going to, what, what's going to happen. If you take tests, this won't happen. What, what, what do you want to do? Well, it's you like, know what? but it starts with you, you are, are under arrest. You're Words under arrest. you never want to hear. Right. You're fooked. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, you're already there. Yeah. Uh, so when the guy says that do the right thing, everybody's expecting to say, well, yeah, man, you did the right thing. But do you know what the answer is? It all depends. Yep. yep. It all depends. But yep. generally speaking, I would never take a test that I knew I couldn't pass. Yeah. The question is, though, what are the consequences of that decision? I mean, we already know one. If you don't take that blood test, breath test, or urine test, most of the time they're not going to get a sample of your blood, breath, or urine. So and, you avoided that other charge. And you're only getting one instead of two. Now, yeah. remember? Remember? Yep. More is not better yeah. when you're charged with crimes. Less is better. Yeah. So not only you got one. So in Ohio, what happens? I, I say no. And you say no. Well, there's, there's the first consequence that virtually everybody faces is there's this nasty concept out there called an administrative license suspension. And we're going to save it because that's the consequence of the, the decision. Yeah. And that's going to be part two. So part two, DUI, 360, what the hell happens to me when I say no? Right. Um, or some other fancy title. I think we got it. Well, yeah. Okay. So I'll say that for another day then because I was going to go into, you know, what the, the rundown, the checklist I ask to people on the side of the road that says, Jeff, I've been drinking. Lights are behind me. What do I do? Well, we can. Here's, here's the deal. Let's, let's just throw this in there because this is an important one. We said there's two ways you get charged with drunk driving in Ohio. Big picture ways. Impaired, that means grandpa. Think that's grandpa's way. Yeah. Grandpa was drunk all the time. Grandpa got pulled over. Grandpa couldn't do walk a line. Grandpa's under arrest. Yeah. And you too. I don't mean to say grandpa's, but that's the old fashioned way. The new uh, fangled way, per se. In other yeah. words, you are driving a car 
with a certain yet prohibited alcohol content in your blood, yeah. breath, or urine. That's a crime. Those are two separate offenses. Um, if you don't give them a sample, you're left with just one. Yeah. All right. So that's the deal. Now, what happens though if, or how do you figure that out, or what do you do? Those are two. Now, the other thing that we haven't talked about that we probably should, if you've already been in trouble before in yeah. Ohio. In other words, look, it's in your first rodeo. You've ridden a bull many times. Yeah. You've been in my office two or three times. We've gotten, you out of, we've gotten you out of a couple or three of them. And, ride or uh, tell she bucks you or you don't ride at all. Or you don't ride at all. And then you, uh, is that tin cup? What is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah tin, tin cup, cup it is. Yeah. So you you've come in here and we've told you before what to do and you've but you know lo and behold we got you out of most of them but before you were smart enough to call us you ended up with a conviction for OVI sometime in the last twenty years give or take mm-hmm. say the last five years say whatever yeah if you already now here's what well, we can't say whatever it's like we can't get in too in depth but we're not going to go into too exact much. date time month year all you need matters to know, all you need to know is this that. The, the General Assembly, that's in Ohio we call the, gen, the legislator, the people that make the laws, the people that write the laws and, and put all this stuff into books for us. It's called the General Assembly in Ohio. And nationally, it's Congress. You know, it's, it's leg, the legislative branch of you know, government. Those, those government The people stuff. you vote for, right? Well, yeah. they get influenced by all sorts of things. One of the things they get influenced is by advocacy groups who say, wait a minute. These defense lawyers are telling guys not to take yeah. the breath test. Yeah. And, and guess what's happening? It's helping them later. Yeah. It's, it's, got a court it's helping go, oh. them because there's less evidence and we can't charge them with that second crime. So what can we do about it? You lawmakers figure it out. Yeah. And they did. If you've already been in trouble one time or more within a certain period of time and you also say, I ain't going to take your test, law dog, <laughs> copper, I ain't taking it. Troop, 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 troop. Well, they're going to charge you with another, yet a third offense, too. They're going to charge you with refusing. It becomes a crime to say no. So just say no becomes yeah. a crime Yeah. if you've already been convicted. Yeah. And that's a, that might be an oversimplification, but it's, it's, it's good enough. Yeah. In Ohio, if you say no and you've already been convicted, well, guess what? You're not going to get charged with the per se. That one's still off the table. Yeah. They're just going to replace that one with a separate charge for refusing. Why do they do that? So when you go into court, now here's the elements of that one. You have a prior conviction and you were driving under the influence this time. Yeah. Prior conviction for OVI. Prior conviction for OVI. Got to be a drunk driving. Yep. So the reckless driving. And you were driving under the influence this time, operating under the influence this time, committing the impaired charge. Yeah. And you refused. It's a crime. And it carries the same penalties as the other ones. Right. So that's the... I don't know why they threw that in there, that you had to be impaired on this time. Well, you almost think if you really want to have the sting, if you've got a prior OVI, you just can't refuse or we can come after you. Yeah, but it gives us a defense. So they yeah, oh, it does. It's good for us. Right. But it's, yeah, it's good for the for the drinker. But, but it's harder because then think if we're fast forward and then we'll, we'll just give this a quick little footnote. Fast forward, you've refused. It's your second offense OVI and you've refused. Um, you've got the prior there. So you've got this, this pesky refusal crime out there. And then we go to a jury. Well, now they're thinking, well, he's charged with this one too. He's done it before. 
Now, we all know that yeah. the jury's not allowed to consider that you've already got a prior conviction for purposes of determining whether you did it again this time. But come on, let's be, let's be honest about yeah. this. It ain't good for us. Yeah. It ain't good for Now, I'll take that case on. Those are my specialty. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, you got a good voir dire for that. I always ask the jurors, like, why do you think that they want you to know this? Yeah. Like, really? I mean, what are you getting at here? Yeah. Let's just call this what it is. Yeah. It's like, all right, does everybody he think that they want once. you to know this because – they don't want you to think that since he did it before, he did it this time. It's like, I, now the judge is going to tell you that. He did it once. You can't consider that for turning this. So right. How many think that's a bunch of BS, right? I mean, that's what a bunch yeah. of garbage. I mean, everybody's thinking, well, crap, this guy did it once. He must have done it this time. Yeah. And then you go to the next step with the jury. Well, we need a whole jury series. Your next step is like, all right, who thinks that's fair? Yeah. All right, how many people made a mistake one time? Now, just because you did that. Do you think that, it, that you should be blamed for doing it a second yeah. time, like ten years later? No, yeah. it's absurdity. Yeah, um, it ain't fair. But anyway, that's the that's the footnote. So if you're driving, you're in the back of the cruiser, and you're already flipped out, and you're thinking, I didn't, I don't know what to do, and uh, I'm already under arrest, and you know, my wife is going to kill me, my kids, uh, I'm going to get divorced, and I'm going to lose my job, and this whole parade of horribles is going to be bestowed upon me. Um, just throw into that milkshake, you're going to get another charge for yeah. <laughs> for refusing. Maybe your wife's in the car. Now here's the yeah. deal. Who cares? Is it better to have that second refusal charge than the evidence of a breath sample? I'm not allowed to tell you to commit a crime. That would be a very unprofessional and right. unethical thing to do. But I can tell you the consequences of both. Yeah. The consequences of both. If you refuse, you only have the impaired charge plus the refusal crime in theory. Yeah. That requires a conviction on the impaired charge. So if you have a defense to the impaired charge, that yeah. theoretically helps us on the refusal. If you take the test and you've got a prior conviction, now they have the breath sample. You're going to be charged with the impaired plus the per se. Remember those elements? Driving, prohibited alcohol content, motor vehicle. Dominoes. No. <laughs> Dominoes. <laughs> Done. Yeah. All right. Done. Yeah. Now there's still defenses to it. We'll talk about it in later series, yeah. but you know that's a it's a so you have to decide whether you have to do that balancing test. What's worse? Yeah. And uh, you know it's like you're stepping in one pile of dog crap to yeah. avoid another, but some of, maybe the other pile. That's small. my rundown. The only thing I've added in in years, and this has happened one time. I can't imagine this would ever happen again. It's like, have you been drinking? That's the number one one question I ask because I had a girl years ago that watched me do a presentation on drunk driving and to blow or not to blow was essentially what I was talking about. And I said, if you haven't been drinking, well, actually I didn't at the time I was talking to them about all the things we've been talking about today, but I added this in later. She calls me the next week after this. Hey, I got an OVI. I was like, huh? I just saw you last week. Yeah. I got a second OVI. I was like, okay, well tell me what's going on. Well, actually I've been working on my sobriety. I wasn't even drinking, but I was hanging out with my friends that were drinkers. I was drinking water and trying to just reconcile this in my head. You know, I was going to be sober, but I was in that environment. I didn't drink anything, but you told me not to blow. So what? <laughs> right. Like what? And literally this is what happened. It's like, so I start with, you've been drinking because somebody took what I said. And what you're saying now is, Oh, well just never blow. You don't ever want to blow. Don't trust those machines. If you haven't been drinking or you drank like your wife and had that half glass of wine, blow prove to them if you're getting the runaround i don't think i've talked about it on the podcast i had a stroke years ago my yeah. balance is nowhere near what it used to be if you get me out after a work day at 10 o'clock at night maybe we went and had dinner maybe i didn't drink anything and they have me do that litany of tests i, I don't know that i'm gonna look great 
So yeah, I'm going to go. Mean, give me that breath test. Give me that yeah. breath test. Here's the. So thing. don't 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 lose sight of. I'm going to go back to Mrs. Lynn's French class. That's the equivalent of saying I studied my ass off. I've been working all semester. There you go. I've done every single assignment asked of me. I've even gone to the language lab and listened to all the tapes. <laughs> I've done everything I'm supposed to do. And last night I didn't have to cram because I looked at the material. And I had it yeah. cold. I'm fluent in French. I had eight hours of sleep. I got up at 4 a.m. and I played my guitar and I'm mentally strong right. for this. I'm strong. For this test. And they say, well, you don't have to take it. I was like, no, give me the damn test. I'll take it. I'm going to yeah. ace it. Yeah. All right. That's it. Right. So breath test machines, are they accurate? Well, we can debate about that. Um, and there so we got, are. And we'll talk about that on another, another yeah, occasion. No, that's so another. one, if you haven't been drinking. Or you drink. I mean, it's a close call. But if you drink like your wife, that's absolutely responsible. You drink one Bud Light. I'd say take that test all day. Yeah. Secondly, do you have a prior OVI? If you have a prior OVI. Now we got to get into this uh, a real right. big you debate. You have to choose. Do you want yep. this pile of crap or this pile yep. of crap? Yep. Third, which maybe we have to talk about here, and we can do it briefly, is are you a commercial driver? Are you yeah. a truck driver? CDLs are bad. If you refuse and you carry a CDL, it has its own consequence. It's sort of like the separate refusal charge. It's like which pile of crap is, yeah. is worse yeah. because you register a test as what is it down to an O two or an O three for or commercial driver's O two? Um, I think so. O four. I think it's O four. O four. Whatever Maybe. it is. I mean, it's like it's hardly anything. I mean, it's like mouthwash. Yeah. And if, and if you uh, if you refuse as a commercial driver, there's an immediate cancellation yeah. of your CDL. Now yeah. we we appeal those sometimes. We can deal with success. all that. But those are my 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 three yeah. questions. Two a.m. Three questions. You been drinking? You have any prior OVIs? Are you a CDL driver? Yeah. And if they are saying, well, this is, I mean, I just had a couple and that and thick tongued and that's not a very good impression, but, or, you know, we have guys, I'm saying, no, I get the, I get the, uh, let's just say I get to know some of my clients over the years and I just happen to know, <laughs> you can hear their voice. I just happen to know that this is a guy at two in the morning, ain't going to be sober. No, he just no. ain't gonna be right. That's yeah. like I can just sort of say, "All right, who is this, Billy?" Yeah, yeah. don't take a test. Where are, where are you, Billy? Oh, I'm in the woods. I ran from the accident. That's happened a couple <laughs> times. It's like, where am I? Well, I'm running down Third Avenue. Yeah. My car is. Wait, I, what? I hit this. <laughs> I hit this pole, and my car's back there. And, I, and I'm just. I'm, what, should, what should I do? Is like, oh, I ain't yeah. coming to get you. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's well. Like, if Bill was here, Bill would tell that story of uh, that guy in Youngstown that crashed his car and ran into the bar. <laughs> Right in the bar like, and started like, slamming drinks. It's like you can't prove where I was at the man, time, man. That's the old. That's the old. Uh, and it probably. But we had a client that did that. Remember, yeah. he got he got in an accident, and had a six pack in his car, and the cops are pulling up, and he's si- sipping on sipping his beer. Right. It's like, <laughs> man, I was so stressed about this accident, I thought yeah. I'd knock a couple back. That's 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 brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant. Right. No, it's all. It's we're, a, not a, we're not. It's a crime. It, but it's brilliant. you're sitting there drinking in public. But yeah, yeah. So I think at the end of the day. The message is loud and clear. Don't take a test you can't pass. Yeah. Unless you have to for other reasons. Oh. If they give you an option not to take a test that you can't pass, I'd be thinking, hmm, I don't know French. Oh. I'll just pass on this one. Uh, now, consequences. License suspensions. We've talked about the other potential charges. CDL is a problem. Yeah. Separate crime for refusing is a problem. And then we got this pesky administrative license suspension standby for part two of the big question, blow or not to blow, because we're going to cover it in part two. Can't wait. Uh, morning edition, lawyer talk. The sun's coming up now. Off the record, but on the air. Until now.